And James is the half-brother of Jesus, and he's saying, do not complain against one another. So we're not, we're not supposed to be complaining, amen? We're, we're, not, we're not called to, 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 uh, to look at everybody's faults. We're not called to focus on people's faults. No, no, the, the Bible is a self-examination book, and it's really designed to show up any faults in us. In other words, hopefully that when we're reading the Bible, there might be areas in the Word of God that we're not lining up to, and hopefully as we read or as we're in church, that the Word of God will go forth and will help you know, put us on that right track. In other words, the message is going forth today, and it's not just for your partner. It could be for you. Amen. Can I get an amen or oh me? And so listen, I'm going to say this. You can't make your candle brighter by putting out somebody else's candle. And then the fourth thing is if we continue on that road of a burial, barriers towards our communication relationships, it will go into false beliefs. We start believing things about a person that's not really true. Hello. And what the enemy will try to do is get us to start thinking that things aren't really true like they're out to get you. Or are you hearing what I'm saying today? And you start getting a, you know, you start thinking, oh, that they don't really love you anymore. Or uh, you start getting, a, you know, you need to be very careful. You know, that's what happened to Eve when she, when she was deceived by the serpent. You know, the serpent came to Eve and said, did God say that you may not eat of any fruit of the tree? So, 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 so uh, the serpent, which we know was the enemy, was Satan, uh, was, was questioning her. She said, did God say you cannot eat? And she said, no, God did not say that we could not. He said we could eat. You know, she, he was trying to put a negative. Did God say you could not do something? That you could not eat of all the trees of the garden? He was trying to plant something in her head that God was holding something back from her. Did God say that you could not no, no, God said I could, but except for that tree. See, God's holding something back from you. And then, then, of course, he lies and said, well, if you eat from the tree, you will not die, but you will be like God, knowing good and evil. And so, see, God didn't want us as mankind know, you know, having an understanding of good and evil. In other words, God wanted Adam and Eve to walk with them in a revelation of who God is. And God is love. You know, there's going to be a place in e eternity when we're going to be with God and there's going to be no evil. And I'm going to say, and that's the way God wants, you know, there was a place in eons of times before Lucifer fell that there was no evil. Think about that. Everything was perfect. Everything was perfect in heaven. Every, everything was good. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? And that's what God wants in our relationships. He doesn't want evil. He wants our relationships to be good. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? So, uh, so we're, I'm going to focus on, on words this morning. And words are the most powerful things in the universe. I like what it says in Proverbs 18.21. It says, death and life are in the power of the tongue... And those who love it will eat its fruit. And it's interesting the way it's written in Proverbs. And I've I said this before, but it's actually, you know, a lot of a lot of ministers quote it, life and death 
or in the power of tongue, but, but it's actually written death and life. Or, why? I think it's easy to be more negative than to be positive. I think it's more easy to see what's not happening than what is happening. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? I think it's easy to speak the negative instead of the positive. And we, you know, there, yes, there might be a cloud out there, but, but always focus on a silver lining in the cloud. There might be a problem, but there is a promise of God's word that will trump the problem in our lives. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? So, 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 so we need to get a revelation of that, that death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it will eat the fruit thereof. In other words, we will eat the fruit of our words. And I want to eat good and not bad. Amen? I, I like what it says in Genesis. It says here in Genesis 1, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And we're going to read 1 through 3. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. It's interesting to me when you read the account of Genesis, that, that in the account of Genesis, uh, it says that God said and he created. God said and he created. In other words, God creates everything by his spoken word. He says it and he creates uh, uh, light and light was. And what was interesting, that he creates everything good. God creates everything good. But, but he came to the earth and it says it was without form and void and darkness was over the face of the deep. Think about that. And, and when I think about that, some scholars believe that, that between you know, Genesis 1-1 and Genesis 1-2, uh, that God originally created the earth good, but there was something that happened, which I believe was the fall of Satan. And he, when he fell, he came down on this earth and he caused the earth to be darkened. Amen? And then God recreated it. I got a revelation on this one time while I was reading it. God was revealing to us, you know, we're made from the earth. And he was revealing to us that a man without God is like the earth that God came to uh, without form and void and darkness. And a man without God is, is, is in a chaotic state. And we're formless and dark until the Holy Spirit of God starts hovering over us. Until somebody ministers the word of faith and, and, and life. And we receive Jesus and we come out of a chaotic state into a place where we're with God. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? In other words, light is coming into our lives. Hopefully as you're coming out on Sunday mornings, more light is coming into your lives. You're walking in more light than darkness. You're walking in more truth than lie. And you're walking in more freedom than curse. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And, so, and so, so, so God said, let there be light. And I'm going to say this, that we can use our words to frame our families. We can speak light in a dark area in our lives. Do you believe that today? Whatever darkness it is, speak the light of God's promises of his word into the dark areas and that light will dispel the darkness. It doesn't matter what you're going through. It doesn't matter what your family's going through. No, the light of God's word will dispel the darkness. Can I get an amen this morning? 
Amen. I'm telling you, God is an awesome God. And he created us in his image. And you are a speaking spirit. Can I get an amen or oh me? And so we need to learn to get a hold of our words. Amen. I, I like the faith principle in Romans 4.17. It says, call those things that be not as though they were. In other words, we need to call into existence what may not be until it's there. In other words, this was taken from Abraham when he was 100 years of age and he did not have the promised child, Isaac, and God changed Abram's name to Abraham, a father of many nations, before he became the father of Isaac. God calls those things that be not as though they were. If you're going to change anything in your life, you need to start calling what God calls it. The Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. In other words, you are redeemed this morning. Yes, you may have messed up. You may have failed. You may have missed it. You may have sinned. But you are the redeemed of the Lord. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Let the weak say they're weak. No, there's no faith in that. I got up this morning and I must have said to myself, I'm tired. And I said it again, I'm tired. I must have said it five times. I'm tired. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Anybody? And then, then I said, then I changed. I said, I'm strong in the Lord. And in the power of his might. And then I got a cup of coffee. I'm strong in the Lord. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? In other words, we need to start lining up with God's word. Are you, that cup of coffee did help a little bit. I mean, I glory to God. Thank God for Starbucks. Hallelujah. Amen. And hopefully they will have one in heaven. But anyway, uh, but uh, let the redeemed... Of the Lord say so. Let the weak say that they're strong. In other words, call life into that dark area in your life. Amen. Hallelujah. I like what it says in First Peter. How many people want to see some good days out here? How many? I, I don't know. I don't like evil days. I don't like bad days. I like good days. And it says, actually, it says in the word in 1 Peter 3.10, it says, For he who would love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil. Let his lips, uh, his lips from speaking deceit. Let him turn away from evil. Do good. Let him seek peace. And pursue it. So it says, if you want to see good day, refrain your tongue from evil. And you say, well, pastor, what do you mean by that? Well, listen, just talking negative is evil. You say, pastor, that's a, that's a little strong there. Listen, in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, Paul was, was revealing about how the Israelites, how they missed God in the desert. And he said one of the things they did was they complained and they were destroyed of the destroyer. Complaining was right, with, was right in line with sexual sins. Oh, my Lord Jesus. We think sexual sins, oh, man, that's bad. That's really bad. But you know, complaining can be really bad too. Amen. Amen. 
Are you listening to what I'm saying? We're, we're, we're focused on, you know, the negative. We're focused. Listen, when we're complaining, what we're doing, in a sense, and now, now hold on to your seat, we're really exalting the devil. Oh, man, did I go there? We're saying the devil's bigger in our life. We're saying the devil's bigger in the situation. We're saying the devil's bigger. The giants are way too big. We cannot come into the promised land because the giants are too big. No, God is bigger than any giant in your life. God is bigger than your debt. God is bigger than, than whatever you're dealing with in your health issues. God is bigger. we got to exalt God. We gotta raise, we gotta focus on God. Amen. Listen, your words are so powerful. Jesus said that this in Matthew 12, 36 to 37. I but I tell you, on the day of judgment, men will have to give an account for every idle, inoperative, non-working word they speak. For by your words you will be justified and acquitted, and by your words you will be condemned and sentenced. Think about that. Jesus said every idle word, we're going to give an account in the day of judgment. What's an idle word? It's an unproductive word. It's, it's a non-working word. And our words will either condemn us or our words will uh, acquit us or justify us. Listen, your words got you into a relationship with God. Ooh, are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? In, in, listen, listen, Romans 10, 9 and 10, it says that, we use this scripture all the time for salvation. But it says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Think about this. We can choose our words to usher us out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. Our words can bring us into the kingdom of God's dear son's love. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Your words are powerful. Your words can usher you in. It, it will give you salvation today. So let me just, let me say this. There, there are, let me give you seven key ways to communicate, to enhance your relationships, and to enhance your life. I'm going to try to get through these fairly quickly. Number one key uh, way in communication, number one, is that we need to give sincere praise to people. Find something positive to say. In other words, listen, the people don't take the praise that we give to God. God gets adoration. God gets our praise. But we need to find ways to give sincere praise to people. In other words, find something good about somebody and, 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 and reveal that to them. You know, uh, parents, find something good about your children and, and, and let the, your children know that they have something good about them. Don't just point out all their negative traits. Point out something good. Point out what they're strong in. Focus on their good strengths, their strong strengths, instead of their weaknesses. Why? Because, you, because that will bring encouragement into them. Find out something positive about your boss. Maybe your boss isn't too nice, but there's got to be something good. They hired you, right? But anyway, we'll continue. Find out something good. Proverbs 25, 11 says it this way. A word fitly spoken is like apples of gold and settings of silver. So, so we just need to, listen, I, I was reading a book and it was talking about, you know, put something in somebody's bucket. 
in other words, add value to people. Find something that you can, you, you can find something good in. Amen? Number two, we need to be more thankful in our words. In other words, we, we need to show our gratitude towards people and towards God. You know, I was, I was walking up here today, and I was thinking about this beautiful building that we're in. And I was walking up in the nice landscaping, and I was thinking, we're blessed. I said, thank you, God, for this building. Thank you, God, that we have a nice building in here and that we can do a service. And, and I just thank God. Amen. And we got to keep saying, if you want to expand the capacity of receiving more from God, develop an attitude of thankfulness. You know, in the book of Romans, the reason why people did not serve God, there's two reasons. They didn't acknowledge God in their life and they did not give God thanks. People of the world don't normally give God thanks, but people that are of God give God all the praise. Going to get an amen. amen. In 1 Thessalonians 5, 18, it says, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. In everything. Not for everything. Don't you, you give thanks for the car accident, but you give thanks that you're able to walk away from the car accident. You don't give thanks for the for the disease that the doctor said that's in your body, but you give thanks for Jesus' stripes because you're healed. Yo, know, you listen to what I'm saying? You don't give thanks for the negative, but you give thanks that God can bring you through the negative. He, listen, God either is going to deliver you from it or he's going to deliver you through it, but either way, he will deliver you. Amen. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? I love what it says in Psalms 107. Eight and nine. Oh, oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. For he satisfies the longing soul and fills the hungry soul with goodness. Number three, if we're going to uh, have greater communication and enhanced relationships, we need to have uh, openly expressed affection. In other words, you know, I always know we listen, you need to just give somebody a hug today. You need to receive a hug today. I was noticing when people were coming in today, well, I'm telling you, I had one, uh, people would be coming. Some of you get five hugs from us. I give you a hug. The greeter gives you a hug. Somebody else gives you a hug. You know, that's healthy. I was looking that up, and hugs will actually, it, it will, it will uh, give you more, uh, it, it relieves your stress. There's a chemical in your body that's released just getting a hug. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? There are so many benefits in just receiving a hug or a touch from somebody. I, I was thinking about Jesus, and, and Jesus actually says the way that we pray for people is that we're supposed to touch people and lay hands on the sick. In other words, we're supposed to give them a touch. And it's interesting in Matthew 8, 1, 3, uh, it says here, when, when he was come down from the mountain, talking about Jesus, great multitudes followed him, and behold, there came a leper and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if thou wilt, thou can make me clean. And Jesus could have just spoke the word to him. But it says here, and Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will be thou clean, and immediately his leprosy was cleansed. This is amazing to me that the leopards in that day, they were, they were uh, uh, excommunicated from, from the, the people. They were, they were in their own community, and, and they were segregated from the rest of the group, and they were, were, were considered unclean. And really, you weren't supposed to touch these people. But Jesus 
touched this leper. Jesus reached out with compassion. And he, 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 I'm sure he embraced that leper. And he said, I am willing, be cleansed. And I believe that leper was not only clean from his disease, but he felt the love of God through the touch of Jesus. You are the hands, you are the feet, you are the body of Jesus. Touch somebody today. Pray for somebody today. Reveal to them that God loves them. Are you listening to what I'm saying? That's what we do. Number four, we need to give encouragement. We need to be those that, that give encouragement to others. In other words, be somebody's cheerleader today. Uh, do, do, you know, let them know that, that God is for them, that they're going to make it. Whoever you people you're dealing with, there's, every, there's lots of people dealing with discouragement these days. Find somebody discouraged. Listen, if you're down, find somebody that's downer, than, that's in a lower level than you, and start, start uh, encouraging them, and guess what will happen? You'll get encouraged. Amen. You're going to make it. And you start thinking, I'm going to make it too. Are you listening to what I'm saying? I'm telling you, preaching is the best therapy for Pastor David. I'm telling you, I, I preach it, but I, I got to believe it too. You know what I'm saying? And I got to live it. I'm, I'm preaching this message, and I'm one finger's at you, four fingers back at me. Amen. Like, glory to God, I need this myself. It says in Ephesians 4, 29 and 32, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up. So he says, don't let any unwholesome talk come out, but what is helpful for building others up according to their need, that, that it may benefit those who listen. Glory to God. John 16, 33, Jesus was talking about going back to heaven. He was talking about being crucified, and, and, and his disciples were a little nervous. And he says, these things I have spoken unto you, that in me you may have peace. In the world, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. He was saying, I'm going to the cross, and I'm going to be beaten, and I'm going to die on the cross. They couldn't believe it. You know, they, they couldn't receive it. And I'm going to die on the cross, and I'm going. But, he, but Jesus was still saying, I'm a victor even in the cross. I'm a victor going to the cross because, it, listen, Friday may be a bad Friday, but Sunday's coming. You might have a bad day, but I'm telling you, your resurrection day is coming. God, are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? I'm telling you, be of good cheer. Jesus has overcome the world, and you can overcome this world. Number five, we need to walk in kindness. I wrote this down. People are fragile. Handle them with care. Our words and our actions can heal people or hurt people. Proverbs 51 says it this way, a soft answer turns away wrath, but harsh words stirs up anger. Amen. Romans 12 10 says it this way, be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love and honor, giving preference to one another. That's a tall order. Ephesians 4 32, it says, and be kind to one another, tenderhearted, Forgiven one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. Remember what I said at the very beginning of this message? Love of God is giving and forgiving. If we're going to walk in the love of God, we're going to have to be givers and we're going to have to be forgivers. Amen. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you this morning? Number six, we need to speak the truth in love. 
You know, I, there, some people, and, I, and you hear some ministers preach that Jesus is grace. And, you know, that's nice. But, but Jesus is not, you know, the Bible doesn't actually say that. Jesus is love. I would say that. But, but, but Jesus is the word. He's love. But Jesus is not just grace. He is grace and truth. Jesus, in John 1, 14, the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten Father, full of grace and truth. In other words, sometimes when you're, when you're speaking truth, you need to speak, you need to allow that love to permeate the truth. Amen? Are you hear what I'm saying? Truth without grace is mean. Grace without truth is meaningless. Truth and grace is medicine. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Jesus, when, when that lady was, when, uh, that was thrown before him, that was caught in adultery, you know, Jesus did not, you know, Jesus said, he that has no sin, so the first stone. And Jesus could have condemned her. And he said, where's your accusers? And she looked up, no one was there. And he says, neither I condemn you. In other words, Jesus was given grace. Then Jesus says one more thing, go and sin no more. He gave truth. He gave grace, forgiveness, but he also get, said to her, sin no more. He said that to another man that he healed, and, and he found that man, and he said to that man, you know, God has healed you, but sin no more, lest something worse come upon you. Are you listening? Grace and truth. Grace and truth. Number seven, be a person of prayer. I'm telling you, listen, look for opportunities to pray for people. Look for opportunities if you're with, with your spouse to pray when there's, when there's when turmoil in there, when, when there's confusion. You need to pray. Amen. That's the time that you need to get God's wisdom in the relationship. That's what, listen, when, when you're dealing with anger issues, pray. I remember I was, I, I almost got in a fight with somebody at work myself years back, and that person wanted to get in a fight with me. And, uh, and I, I could feel the anger rising up, and they were getting in my face. And I was like, I, my, my hands started clenching. Are you, are, anybody know what I'm talking about here? Anybody been there? And my hands started clenching, and then I started shaking a little bit. What was that? Anger. <laughs> It rises up. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And then I finally had a getaway. I went into the bathroom and I started praying. And I prayed in the spirit. And pretty soon that feeling of anger just lifted off of me. And I had no anger or, or with that person. I knew it, my, my fight wasn't against a person. My fight was against the devil. My fight, in other words, the enemy was working. And this guy was a brother in the Lord. This guy was a Christian. Devils, de the devil can use Christians. The devil, Christians can yield to the devil. Why, Pastor? Now, I don't believe that uh, Peter did. When, P when Peter said, Jesus, you're the son of God. And Jesus said, blessed are you, Simon Bajoni, that flesh and blood did not reveal that to you, but my father is in heaven. You're blessed. And then Jesus said, well, I'm going to the cross. And Peter said, you can't go to the cross. And Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Peter. He yielded, Peter yielded to the Spirit of God one moment and then yielded to the enemy the next moment. Can we do the same? Yes, we can. But thank God that greater, somebody say greater, greater. is Jesus that is in me than he, the devil, that is in the world. 
God is leading us and guiding us into all truth. As long as we keep walking in the love of God, we walk in love towards God by obeying his commands. We walk in love towards people. Amen. Because they're made in God's image. And when we walk in love towards God and people, I'm telling you, your life is going to take off. Your life's going to be exactly what God called it to be. It's going to be a blessed life. You're going to have blessed days. Do you believe it today? Have you received it today? We would like to invite you to join us Sunday morning at 4136 Holland Road, Virginia Beach, Virginia. Service starts at 1030 a.m. Nurseries and Children's Church provided. This broadcast is made possible by the Congregation of Exceed Life Church. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.